Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. Today, I have a special guest, and I'm so blessed to have him, Orlando Javier Jr. He's an author. He's a speaker. Uh, he wrote this great book here. We'll be discussing here in a, in a moment. Uh, but I just want, uh, I want to tell you that I'm thrilled to have you on this show as we discuss leadership and faith. It's something that uh, normally is kind of shied away from, but I, I like to bring it up because it's been a, a, a huge part of my life, uh, faith, and has be, been, if I can say, the most determining factor in my success as a leader. And so I'm happy to have you on the show, Orlando, and I just want to give the mic over to you and, and start to uh, listen. Uh, if you can give us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to and the things that you're doing. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on your podcast. Uh, just a little bit about me. Um, I consider myself to be the man of many hats. Uh, I'm a family man, husband to my beautiful bride, Beth, uh, father to two kids, junior, Orlando III, and my daughter, Jenilyn. Um, by trade, I'm a bookkeeper and tax preparer, my busy time right now. And uh, the third hat that I wear is author, speaker. And I wrote two books. Uh, the first one that you showed, God Moments, and the other one is Unplugged. And they're stories about you know, my faith journey, how God was able to turn a man's man, a worldly man, into a God's man. I also recently started creating videos and little audios for a podcast I have them titled God Moments. You can find them on YouTube, you can find them on Spotify and different venues like that. Outstanding. That's, uh, that's so, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you are uh, venturing out from your core job into your passion, right? Because a lot of people don't understand that their job could not be their passion. And so I'm so happy to hear that you are transitioning into that or you have transitioned into that and you're making it part of your life. Undoubtedly, it will become your life, right? Your, your, your life mission, your passion to give in the area where you feel that it's not only meeting the needs of people, but also meeting the needs of, and satisfaction of the heart, uh, which is what passion is. So I, I know that uh, leadership uh, in, in terms of uh, faith, uh, usually kind of shies away from the, the subject uh, because people don't want to bring up a few things, right? They don't bring up politics, they don't bring up religion. Um, but I feel that in leadership, uh, and, and I, I was you know, raised in the church, uh, I grew up, um, I'm an ordained minister in the Church of God, uh, and I, I have even married my own daughter, this last September, so I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been blessed, I've been blessed. But, uh, you, you know, leaders don't, uh, aren't, let's just say they, they aren't transparent. Uh, they aren't vulnerable in the sense of their faith. Uh, and I'm one that could testify 
that with had it not been how we say had it not been for the lord uh that was on my side uh, a lot of things would have gone wrong uh, because i led a life that was um visually perfect uh, mm -hmm. but internally was not and so that's kind of like one of the things that we deal with and struggle with as leaders um, so I, I want to get your perspective in terms of leadership uh, from the ground up, right? From when we were, uh, you know, uh, born and, and, and integrated into a family uh, and how you have seen that transition uh, and, and leadership in those uh, different stages, uh, how, how you have seen that uh, impact or how you have impacted those different stages. Sure, sure. I'd love to. Uh, the funny thing is, is uh, I never saw myself as a leader. Um, I was content being a follower. Anytime we would be with a bunch of family members and um, they were talking about what should we do. Uh, I didn't want to give my input. I just said, whatever you want to do. And I was the same way in my marriage. My wife would ask me what I want to do. I'm like, what do you want to do? And I to relegate any type of leadership to her uh, it seemed like she knew how to do it better so I allowed her to lead wherever it needed and many times that was a uh, little um, issues in our marriage because she wanted me to lead mm. but because I was content just following um, I wasn't being the man that she wanted to be and it wasn't until um, I started my faith journey that I realized my role that I had to fill, and that was to be a leader in my house, to be a leader to my wife, a leader to my kids, and a leader in, um, you know, in the outside, whether it's in the secular world, in my faith community. And uh, I've learned a lot, especially because I wasn't, um, or I never considered myself a born leader, I had to learn. I had to read a lot of books. I had to learn from other leaders on how to uh, be a good leader. Yeah, that's uh, you. You you bring up a great point because there's. Um, I'll tell you that although I as as a son, right, as a son, where I first started as a son, uh, I was delegated a lot of responsibility but never really was told what that would result in. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just a do as I say, <laughs> because you're helping the household, right? You're, uh, you're helping me. Um, now, I was, uh, I was mature enough to understand that if I didn't do this, my mom, the single mother, you know, a uh, single uh, parent home, uh, my mom was undoubtedly going to have a harder time. I, I'm the eldest of 11. And so I knew that it was going to be hard if I didn't help, but I truly did not understand, nor was I given that understanding of uh, that leadership role that I was asked to, to kind of take in the absence of a father. Uh, I didn't know what impact it had. Uh, and, and we do that as, as leaders uh, in our day to day. We don't take the time to explain the impact of what we're doing. And so sometimes we just do it, you know, just to do it. 
Um, mm-hmm. When, uh, you know, you started out as a son um, and, and you say you, or you had the tendency of just say, you know, yeah, whatever everybody's going to do. Did you see times as a, as a son where you had a leadership role and maybe that, that's where maybe you developed the, uh, you know, you guys got it? Um, if, if I did, if I can look back in my life and see the first time I was given the leadership role was, um, being an older brother to, um, my, uh, the youngest in the family, he's eight years younger than me. Um, so I have two older siblings. Um, and so since I was at the time, the, the youngest, I wasn't ever given the opportunity to lead because I was the youngest. But then when the, uh, my brother came along and, um, we were closest in age. I saw that as an opportunity to lead him, and I, I saw that it was important for me to set good examples for him. Yeah, the the that's that that good example, uh, that desire as a as an older sibling, um, it's so real because I, I felt that I felt that, and now I had eleven or ten other <laughs> younger ones, uh, but. Uh, uh, you know, they were five immediate ones that I could touch because the other ones, are, um, so that's 11 from two households. So my dad, my mom, um, the five immediate were the ones that I uh, grew up with. Um, but nonetheless, the other household, they still viewed me as their oldest brother. And so uh, it's it still translated to them, but that, that desire, that responsibility uh, feeling that feeling of responsibility, uh, I felt that. So I understand what you what what you're saying, uh, and it it also drove me to uh, it drove me to two things. Uh, one was that I felt the responsibility to make sure not to mess up, so that mm-hmm. they wouldn't have a, a cause right to say, <laughs> "Well, look at him." <laughs> but that was but but then I start thinking. Uh, thinking about it, that was kind of prideful, right? Uh, pride started taking. Uh, so in my in my life, pride started taking a root, uh, and and so we gotta be careful, right? And in in leadership, uh, to be doing it for the right reasons and not yeah. just for visuals, right? Um, mm-hmm. So so we both, you know, we grew we, we grew up sons, and and now we're you know we're adults, and 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 the and the choice to. Uh, you know, to, to marry comes up. Um, and you, you, you have mentioned that, you know, that you were okay with uh, allowing your wife to make decisions. And hey, I do that all the time. So <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yes, yes. But, uh, but uh, and, and you know, and we, and, and if you truly value your wife for all the good things that they bring uh, to the marriage, uh, it is good to to give them some type of, um, how you call that, uh, ownership, right? Ownership yes. on things because we, we can't do it all. Yeah. Uh, you know, and the first person, a leader or a husband that think they can do it all already failed. So, <laughs> uh, so I like how you, um, you have mentioned that you recognize, you saw some things that she could do uh, better. And I, I, I do like that. Um, and, and I do like the fact that you got to the point where you say, oh, man, through this faith thing, oh, maybe I was not um, uh, going up to bat like I should have. 
how, how did you start implementing some of those things? Um, I think by reading the word of God and, and, and realizing what the role of leadership entailed, I started, you know, little by little practicing the roles and, and, and seeing where they worked and they didn't work. Um, I, I, I learned at most that the example that I led was going to be the best way to lead because you could tell somebody to do it, but until you show them the way, um, it's just lip service. Um, I remember when I first started leading the family in prayer, and my kids were probably two and four years old, and I'm expecting them to be on their knees and sit still while we pray, and I read them the Bible. But my, my daughter, she's, she's real antsy, and she's jumping up and down, and you know, because that's what kids do, and I spanked her. And my wife looked at me and said, what are you doing? why are you doing that to your little girl? And, you know, for me, I'm thinking, well, because she's disrespecting our prayer time. But I came to realize that if I show her, you know, uh, my anger, while we're supposed to be focusing on the word of God, do you think she's going to love God? Does she, do you think she's going to want to know God's word if it makes dad angry? And, you know, it was my wife pulling me aside and, and, you know, correcting me. Then I, and I realized, Oh, I, I get it now, but it was because I didn't know how to lead. It was through corrections from my wife. And then me going out and learning, well, how should I lead my family in prayer? And I realized that, you know, if they can't sit down on their, if they can't be on their knees or if they can't stay awake, I can't fault them because as a child and even as a grown adult, I had a difficult time. So it's learning where I was and then at the same time realizing the most important thing when I share the word is they need to feel the love. If they can't feel the love during prayer time, then it's just, it's just words. Yeah, so. that's, uh, wow, that's so powerful. Um, you, as you're talking in my head, it's going uh, all these things that I'm, I'm looking at Moses when, you know, they, they, you know, they ask him for water in the wilderness and God said, they strike the rock and then he goes a, a wailing at it in anger and says, here, there, I have given you water. Right. Uh, um, you know, and, um, and just, uh, the, uh, the, the time where, where Christ is like, hey, if you're not like a child, you don't come to me as a, as a child, then, you know, you don't got no place here. Uh, yes. And and so, um, it, and, and me and my wife have this, been discussing this here lately, uh, which is, you know, what we have learned as parents has been all wrong. It's kind of like the, 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 the post I made a, on LinkedIn a, a couple of, a week ago or, or so, uh, where, uh, you know, leadership starts at the home. You know, it starts at the home. And so I, I, I love uh, your, uh, the fact that not only were you learning, but you allowed uh, the correction to come from the one that loves you the most, which is your spouse. And, and I, I, that dynamic is just, uh, is just sweet to me. And 
so what uh, what other other things uh, have you seen uh, in your in your growing uh, with your family and and your kids and and the terms of leadership um, uh, have have you seen? Uh, I think uh, my excitement to go to mass uh, that has to be my example from my kids. If, you know, if I, you know, wake them up in the morning and says, we have to go to mass, we have to go to church, you know, if, if, if I'm not excited about it, they're not going to be excited either. So um, in our early stages of going to church, I, I showed an eagerness and my kids were still young at the time. And one of the things my wife and I always had an issue with getting ready for church was we would always be late. And I grew up, uh, my dad being in the military, I grew up um, as uh, on a wrestling team. And what I always learned was you need to be early. When you're early, you're on time. When you're on time, you're already late. And so when we were always late for church, my wife and I, we would get in a fight right before church. And it was because the kids weren't ready and she wasn't ready. And so what I made, um, I made it important to make sure that I took out any way for us not to make it early. And so I would and then when I started volunteering at church, it made it even more important to get there early because I had to be there to greet at the door and my kids joined choir. So we needed to be early for them. So by showing the eagerness to volunteer at church, to be there early and have them involved, started bringing the family um, church became something we there's there's a bit more excitement rather versus it's something we do some it's just I, I didn't want it to be just something we checked off on our things to do but something we look forward to yeah I, uh, I do, <laughs> you talk and my head is gone over here um, <laughs> the uh, yeah it's, so because you know in relations to leaders and uh and how we treat uh a mission right a task right the task here was going to church getting there, uh, there in uh and 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 self-imposed rules is one of the hardest things to fight because i came from the military and i know the uh you know on time you're you're late right you're early you're on time on time you're late um it was uh preached to me many a time I started saying the same thing but uh, the self-imposed rules as a leader uh, whether you're in corporate or whether you're at home is one of the things we have to check right because um, are you really late when the time is not yours and you got there maybe maybe you missed something right and uh, I always go back to 9-11 as, as, as horrific as it was there were people who are still alive today because they were late. And so yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it really, you know, is it really the, a, a lateness thing or is this uh, self-imposed rules that now we, we kind of uh, uh, enslave ourselves to, although with the greatest intention, right? Because I would love to go and be somewhere. Um, uh, hey, we did it today, right? Uh, uh, we were together earlier than the actual uh, call and, 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 and those are just things that make uh, fears go away, right? The anxieties go away uh, so that you can enjoy what you're doing. Um, and I'm all for preparation, 
uh, it's the self-imposed rules that kind of uh, bring a challenge. And then the joy that you get after everything's all running the way you feel that should be going, right? The excitement mm -hmm. of now uh, that church didn't become a task and now is it actually a, an exciting thing to be part of. Um, and leaders need to understand that as well. When you go back to the office and you bring these rules with you that maybe work for you, maybe don't work for your team. And so you have to mm -hmm. be careful. Uh, but when you get past all the rules and all the things, and then now your team is excited to be at the office because I've had both. I've had uh, dread to be at the office and I've had excitement to be at the office. And the only difference there was the leader. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, you, you, you're, you're making these changes and adjustments as, as they're coming up. And, and so what did, what did, uh, you know, so you say excitement, what else resulted from that? Well, um, I think because I volunteered so much, my, mm -hmm saw that volunteering was important and they're both in choir they both uh, are on the hospitality team uh, and even when we're at mass and they're not doing either or they'll help me um, usher or greet um, i think i've kind of showed them that church is more exciting when you're involved versus just sitting in a seat taking up space and just listening but when you're involved and you're involved with the community you're involved greeting the people then you you, stay, you tend to stay awake more because you're alert and you're excited to receive something not just sitting there and taking up uh just taking up space i love that uh uh more exciting when you're involved uh, mm -hmm. Because a lot, it's it's amazing how giving gets you more. Yes, mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those things that um, you know blows people's mind. It blows my mind every time. Uh, and and as leaders, you have to uh, invest in your people. You have to give. It's yeah. not a receiving thing. It's not just say do this and let me check on you and make sure everything's done. It's a, it's more of a, Hey, let me give you more. And then you'd be amazed how much you get back as a leader. Uh, and it doesn't matter what arena you're in. Uh, it's just a principle that's ingrained in, in, in what we do. And the amazing part is what comes back. Uh, yeah. you know, the, uh, it's a, it's, it's a multiplier. So now you, 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 you got this thing going, now everything's going well. Um, what, in terms of, of, of a husband, because you mentioned a couple of instances where I really, really appreciate uh, you and your wife and the relationship you, you guys have now uh, is, um, is the accepting of uh, her input. And so as a husband, uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of those areas where a lot of leaders are, uh, well, men, men, men are challenged with it, right? Uh, yeah. And um, and there is an area for uh, that input. You have to be uh, cognizant of the timing of the input and and the reason for the input. So mm -hmm. how, how, you know, in terms of leadership and, and being a husband, how, how have you seen that uh, evolve? 
Um, I think one of the main things I've learned in marriage and through the faith journey is uh, learning how to listen. Um, my wife has on numerous occasions um, told me that I don't listen. And I would always get frustrated when she would say that because I could typically repeat verbatim exactly what she said, um, all while watching football game or working. And um, through that process, I came to realize that uh, listening involved more than just hearing with your ears. I learned that listening required a listening with the heart. I remember uh, this one time I, I came home from work and I just wanted to sit down on my lazy boy chair and just rest my feet. And my wife asked if I would do the dishes. And, you know, I, I did not want to do the dishes at all. And not only because I was tired, but it was also her turn. <laughs> Your turn. Next thing you know, she starts slamming everything imaginable, the cabinets, the refrigerator, the dishwasher, anything that was slammable, she slammed. But you know what, I, I, I didn't do the dishes. And I, I came to, I didn't hear what she really meant, what she wanted, what she wanted my help. Yeah, she wanted me to do the dishes so I could help, but I, I didn't want to hear that. I wanted to rest. But um, now, nowadays, um, when she asked me to help out, I realized she's, she's burdened just like I am. I'm burdened from work. I've got a lot, but she's burdened, you know, taking care of the household, taking care of the kids. So, um, I have to be able to hear her heart. It's not that she just doesn't want to do the dishes. She just says, honey, I need your help. And so it's learning to hear, um, the heart outside of listening with the words. And so, uh, I'm, I'm more able to help out. I'm more, I, I let go of that pride. I, um, I'm more, um, not anxious, but <laughs> willing to help because I she's overwhelmed. So uh, you, you, you mentioned listening. Uh, I just did a survey not too long ago as part of the second podcast that I do. Uh, and listening has come up so many times. And uh, we had asked, uh, you know, eight questions specific to leadership and what uh, people thought that uh, they, that leaders needed. Listening, listening. And it was one of the, the it, if it didn't scream out anymore, I mean, we would be deaf not to see it uh, and so, or hear it. But, um, that is one of the challenges in relationships as a whole, uh, being able to listen, to understand, and not listen to respond, as they say. Uh, it's critical at all levels, but especially at the marriage level. Uh, because, you know, to my comment uh, uh, when we started, you know, uh, the the leadership truly starts at the home. Yes. And if as a husband, you cannot listen to understand the person that loves you the most, mm -hmm. then what do you expect to do back at the job 
where there's 50 people that could care less about you, right? Yeah, so exactly. They, they, might, they, they, they might tolerate you, but they can care less about you. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden you expect them to listen and understand, right? So I'm so happy that you were able to uh, uh, get that from, uh, from your uh, relationship at, at home. Uh, because you you're able to do it after that, you know. It, uh, um, it's one of the challenges that uh, I had for for many years, and uh, you know, only through submission, humility, uh, only through valuing who my wife was and is, was I able to get to the point where I'm listening to understand and and help. Right now, now thankfully. You know the the dishes is the thing for everyone, right? So now, thankfully, what I what I do is uh, I I notice that she cooked. Now I, I'm a cook. I like to cook. That's that's one of my things. Um, but when I'm not cooking, and she cooks, I make it a point to make sure that she does not have to do the dishes. That, that as soon as she's done and we're done eating, I go right to it uh, because she can see me hearing her before she even had to say anything right so yes, yes. Uh, so that's something that i've been able to to work up to um and so earlier you had mentioned uh uh reading and and gaining knowledge um are there any specifics <clears throat> to books or maybe things you would like to share with the audience of that maybe helped you out yeah yeah definitely i i, I got a couple so um one of the recent reads I had is uh, titled uh, Be a Man by uh, Father Larry Richards. And this one really helps men realize their role. And their, their number one role is to lead their family to God. And if you're not leading them to God, then you're not, you're not living your role. You're not taking care of your family. You might be able to provide with money, but if you're not leading them to God, not leading your kids and your wife to be the saints God's calling us to be, then you're you're doing a disservice for your family. So that's one book. Um, this is another one that I like: um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, this this book has definitely been one of my prized possessions as it it taught me how to communicate, uh, communicate with people. It's taught me how to learn to listen um, with this and with this and to then respond. And uh, I think if one of the key things I've learned is how to um, talk to my kids. Uh, I realize that they're different. The way I talk to one kid and I discipline and lift up is going to be different with the way I discipline and lift up another child. And this book has really taught me how to understand people and the words that you use um, are important. And this is another, this is one that I revisit every, um, every year, Fasting by Jensen Franklin. Um, when I started my faith journey, I was, uh, I grabbed hold of some of his um, podcasts. This was in 2000, uh, 2008, and for the past 12 years, I've been listening to him almost every day. 
at least three to four sermons. And one of the key things I've learned from him is the importance of fasting. Um, it's important to pray, but it's important to fast because through fasting, you're able to shut off um, the, the uh, voice in your stomach. And if you can tame your stomach, you can turn off the voice in your head. And when you can do those two things, then you can really hear the voice of God and how he's, how he's leading, how he's directing, and how he's correcting. Wow, those three, those are three powerful books there. Um, and uh, one of them I'm familiar with, uh, the uh, John Maxwell. Uh, I, I follow, I've I followed John Maxwell since, uh, wow, uh, since 1991, I believe, when he was still a pastor in uh, San Diego. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, and, and you mentioned something that's very critical um at to a leader uh being able to shut off some things in order to truly listen and a lot of the challenges that leadership has is not being able to do that yeah uh, not being able to focus on the real thing behind the conversation and just uh going headlong with what they're hearing and but you know they have their mind made up so it doesn't matter really what you're saying <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh that's nice but this right and mm -hmm. um, so it's critical for leaders to uh, not only educate themselves by reading uh you know i have a, a bunch of books right here in front of me um which uh you know i have to go through myself uh and uh, but uh, to educate yourself and and start to uh, mold the way uh, you interact with people because uh, you know for business you you're not a business if you if you have a product and even if you don't have a product if you don't have people participating in that buying it selling it uh marketing it distributing it if you don't have people <laughs> your business is going nowhere so yes. the most important thing you 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 think it would be on the leader's mind is how to interact with people, but yes. it's the last <laughs> thing they do. <laughs> they just focus on the product. So, um, you know, uh, you know, being a, a leader of groups and 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 talking, right? You 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 become an author. You speak. Um, how how has that really? Uh, been a benefit to you to, to all this thing that you're reading and all these all all, all the uh training uh especially being able to shut some things off uh it's really helped me you know first of all you know in my household um because i'm i'm able to not only uh live it in my household but then i'm able to explain it so whenever i'm doing any type of correcting anytime i'm doing any disciplining in my household um i don't just yell i i've learned that uh, i mean i i'm human i do yell but i i then take the time to explain you know this is the reason why i'm correcting this and i'm not um saying that you're you're bad i never attack the person i i attack the action so you know i i love up on my kids but i said but the action was wrong so we need to correct the action and 
um, you know, that has really helped me. Um, being able to communicate with my kids and with my wife, I've been able to then parlay that into men's ministry. I've been um, asked to, to lead a men's group in my church. And, you know, we, we meet on a monthly basis when we were able to um, before the, the lockdown. Right now we're just meeting via Zoom. But um, these communication skills have allowed me to communicate with them and uh, not only um, gather the people, but inspire them, you know, to, to seek God's word and to, um, to live the way we should with our families, to guide them. So uh, what, I, what I hear is a lot of love. <laughs> yes. A lot of love. And um, oftentimes leaders uh, uh, don't think uh, or they think that uh, bringing love into uh, the workplace is a no-no, but there is a place uh, for love, you know, uh, uh, and it doesn't, it's not the other kind of love that's romantic. It's the, the type of love that allows someone to be themselves and you understand what they're saying and you take the time to give them their, their value uh, and and they, and highlight their value so that they can become better. And so I I love uh, that uh, leaders have the opportunity to uh, bring that into uh, the workplace and see people truly bloom, um, you know, regardless of what's going on. So yes. uh, no, I I I I love this conversation at uh, and uh, and what a journey you have gone through. Uh, to get you to the point where you know now um and i and i love that you say you know you're leading at home first uh and i'm a true believer of leadership at home first before you branch out and try to lead others um, because our true testament to our leadership is our family and so yes. uh i thank you so much uh, for the time uh the conversation the opening up uh, allowing uh, leaders to understand that uh, we shouldn't cower away from our faith because it truly is uh, our, our backbone. It is my backbone. Um, yeah. Thank you for God moments, folks. If, if you have not uh, ventured to go and, and read this book, go ahead. Uh, it's uh, available. Uh, I got mine through Amazon. And uh, amazingly enough, in, in less than 24 hours, it was at my door. So... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Um, but um, uh, look Orlando up. Uh, how, how can they reach you, uh, Orlando? Um, I have my website, orlandohavian.com. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on uh, Instagram. And uh, I have a lot of my videos that I create also on YouTube. I realize that um, the things you put on LinkedIn, people on YouTube don't see. You put it on YouTube, Instagram doesn't see. So you kind of have to throw it out into right. all so um, all of my content is in those different arenas. Well, we'll, we'll make sure to put all those links on, uh, on the post. Uh, and, and you folks, you can find it in the comments below. Uh, and thank you again, Orlando, for your time. Uh, God bless you. And thank you. continue to uh, richly uh, enlarge your tent and your, and your territory. Uh, and uh, give uh, our best to your family. Thank you. Thank you, Enrique. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you.